podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Vast National Bank, we value our billions of customers. Whether you're in Dubai or Tokyo, or just London, we care. So bank big with us. Sure, your local community bank may seem friendly and helpful. Their small business loans may even help your town grow and prosper or whatever. But would they help you liquidate an offshore account to bedazzle your private jet? <laughs> no. Bank with a community bank and help your community grow. Find yours at banklocally.org. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Extra podcast here at Selos Park in the press lounge outside the toilets. We always find the glamorous locations for this podcast. There may be some toilet noises in the background. Um, this pod is sponsored by uh, Miranda James Photography. Um, for professional, unique photography of weddings and more, visit mirandajamesphotography.co.uk. And I'm joined by Rob Sutherland. Hello. Hang on. Rob Sutherland. Hello. <laughs> and uh, Don Firefield. Hello. How are you? I'm well. I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all feeling a bit deflated, aren't we? You're, you're deflated, Don. Aren't you? After West Ham two-two felt like a win today. Two-two felt like a defeat. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I thought thought Palace played really well going forward, but I have to say that they have this. They retain this ability to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, we can all complain about the um, the penalty award um, for all the sort of. I mean, it's, it clearly is a dive, uh, but. That said, I can see why the referee gave it because Scott has put his body in a position where, from where the referee was standing, it looks as if it, there might have been contact. But more, I mean, the second goal, Roy's described it as Harry Carey. I mean, he's absolutely right. It's just, you're in stoppage time at the end of the first half. Just get rid of the ball. Just get rid of it. Don't, don't muck about with it. I mean, Jules, he's, he's, he's sold Nias the dummy. He's done, he's made the crowd laugh. He's left the, the striker who's, won the dodgy penalty on the turf but why give it to Scott Dan who was, he was there were players around him and in fairness Idrissa Gay will, will tackle brown paper bag and do anything won't he I mean it's it was just such a waste and credit to the, the way that they responded after that they played very, very well second half but he just got the sense that it wasn't going to be their day and, and some of those wounds were self-inflicted I mean, speaking of the referee, um, 26 fouls Everton gave away today, Rob, only three yellow cards. I know we feel like most weeks we come away from Selhurst and like, oh, the ref was terrible, but again, it was another frustrating performance from the official, wasn't it? This is something that football, football on the whole needs to address in that you can have teams basically tactically fouling. They take turns and turns and turns to kind of individually foul, you know, slow the game down. And there has to be an accumulative process where at some point during that match... The referee should have said, it doesn't matter how many times, like whether it's one player fouling multiple times, but after five consecutive fouls where there should have been, where they were clearly making a tactical, a, a tactical decision to slow the game down, at that point, the next person that does that, you book him. And, and Taylor, I, I, can, I, don't, I, I can appreciate that Taylor has, uh, the, the, you know, the laws of the game don't allow for that. But to me, that seems wrong because you can then end up with, with Palace were, 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 were on the front foot. And all Everton did was try and destroy that. And, and in fairness to Everton, it worked. But 
you kind of think there's some responsibility there. In, in the, the game itself needs to address that because it's something that's becoming a bit of a, a problem, I think. The weird thing is, though, I didn't, I didn't think it actually affected the way Palace played particularly. I, th- I mean, Palace were the dominant team for long periods. It wasn't as if you know, every time Palace got into enemy, you know, enemy territory, they were getting fouled, and, and from that moment, that the move broke down. They created chances. They, they had sights at goal. Uh, if anything, um, to see an Everton team... That they spent an awful lot of money. Okay, they lost their focal point. They spent an awful lot of money over the summer. It was shocking to see how bad they were. And that has just added to the frustration. Because I'm not sure Palace will welcome a team as poor as that to Sellers Park again this season. Everton was so disjointed. The only way they could stay in that game was by fouling in a niggly way. And yet Palace didn't have enough to get past them. And that, to me, is... I think that would explain why Roy Hodgson was actually in a tetchy mood post-match because I think he, it's worrying. I think when you look at the West Ham performance and the Everton performance, OK, two, two points gained. And we all, as you said, we all thought that West Ham performance was, a, was worthy of, of something. The reality is those two teams are a shambles. West Ham and Everton are a shambles and but Palace does, haven't beaten them. Does that not make you feel a bit more confident that actually, look, we're a team that's not a shambles, we're doing OK, we know what we're doing, we're playing well and there are other teams that are way worse than us and our luck will surely turn at some point? You hope so, don't you? But I think that the Premier League is more brutal than that. It's a lovely way of thinking. Palace have got five points. Um, and I think, I mean, this, this, this is, they're now in a run of games that will determine the season. Um, they need, to, they need to beat Stoke City desperately next weekend and they need to start looking or getting some kind of reward away from home. We all know the next match after that is Brighton away, which you'd hope would galvanise them, galvanise them as well um, into, into performance. But I, I am, I'm, I'm, de- I'm deflated, not, not because I, I wasn't entertained. I was entertained. It was, entertained. it was a great game to watch, but it just felt like another missed opportunity and, and I, I suspect Roy Hodgson is getting sick and tired of freighting up to us as press with another hard luck story it's ridiculous yeah, we can win the press lounge and we all say the same thing don't we after every game oh we deserve more we deserve better yes. but how do you feel Does that, do you feel more confident because the performances are not bad are they the performances are, are decent I think we're playing like a side that should be mid-table um, but not getting the results of a side that should be mid-table that's the big that's the big concern um, and the, the other concern is that there, there's going to be a game at some point in the next next month that could that, that that could be like the West Ham game where we don't score last minute equaliser, you know. And that that's the thing. So you're you're essentially right now we're clawing, we're trying to claw our way out of the out of these this situation, and we don't have we don't have the quality or the, the that kind of that kind of nasty instinct to stop. You know, to, to to get the full grip on on that next step up. At the moment, all that's happening is we're getting that next, we're getting that 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 goal that can put us up into that position, but then it falls away because we let that slight mental deficiency get in, get in the process. So I, th- I think it, it, it's 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 really today was really disappointing. There are lots of positives to take, but you have to be concerned that at some point in the next few games there could be a game where will dominate but end up losing. And that's, that's when things get really tough because the minute you start kind of losing ground on the next three or four teams above you, you know, we're, we're five points behind West, West Brom, but at some point that could end up being eight points. And then when you get to ten points, that's when you're really worried. Um, well, look, can, we, can I try and lift the mood a bit, boys? Because <laughs> you're both looking no, at I mean, me I mean, very... Let me, be, let, me be, I... let me be very clear. We played 
really, really well today and we should have got something out of it. And perhaps if we'd had a, a fit Christian Benteke taking that chance with the volley or with his where he was clear on goal, if he'd have been fit and, and match ready, we might have ended up scoring one of those goals. What about Dom Loftus-Cheek? You saw him play for England during the week and, and people were saying, you know, can he now handle being sent in for attention and all this extra press? Can, can his back handle coming back to Palace? And I think it's fair to say both those things wasn't an issue, was it? Yeah, he was, he was excellent. That's, from what I've seen, that was his best performance for Palace to date. Um, he's obviously grown um, on the, the back of that England performance against Germany when he was outstanding. Very different setup, very different type of game. He had his back to goal quite often today as well, but he's he was bullying he was bullying his markers, uh, whether that was you know Schneidlin or Leighton Baines at times out on that on that wing, um, and he, he really did look the part. My my, um, my only issue with with Loftus Cheek, who I've I've watched at Chelsea as well. Um, is I wonder sometimes about the end product. I know we, that's sort of a bit of a phrase that becomes accustomed with Palace, with Wilfred Zaha, but I, I, he, there was one point in the second half today where he was on the edge of the area and he had about half a yard of space and he didn't take the shot. Um, he is a player that has got everything. He's got the physique, he's got the skill, he's got the strength and the power. Um, but sometimes I look at him and wonder whether he's, got, he's ruthless or whether he's got the game awareness yet to work out when he's in a position where he should be firing off a shot at goal it's, it's hard. I, don't want to, I don't want to sound critical of him because he's obviously got so much potential and the reality is he's hardly played any first team games and that, you, get that, you get that game awareness from first team games so he will get it in a couple of years time if he's been playing regularly in the Premier League he will be a proper star in that, in, you know, hopefully a regular in the England team as well but my, the concern of the transfer policy in the summer was that Palace were putting an awful lot of stock on two young kids on loan. And Loftus-Cheek, although he's 2021, 20, um, is still a kid in terms of his development. And I think it's an awful lot. There's no leeway left in Palace's season now. They have to take every chance that comes their way. And um, as, as brilliant as he looks, and he's a Rolls-Royce of a player, cliche, um, that, that, that cutting edge... It's still sometimes lacking. That said, he did set up one of the goals today. Yeah. Didn't he? So, yeah. But he did that from exactly that, getting into the area and shooting. It's almost yeah. like he has so much confidence to carry out uh, in midfield. He wouldn't have done that a few people. weeks back, would he? I mean, no, that, exactly. that, was, that was a sign of the confidence that he's, he's, he's gleaned from the England setup. If you, if you look at um, a comparison between Loftus-Cheek and Sigurdsson, for example, you'd, you'd wonder who was the most expensive oh, midfielder yeah. of the yeah. two. I thought Sigurdsson was pretty... Uh, it wasn't great, great but Loftus-Cheek stood out, really, out of the whole team. I thought, I think it's one of those those games that I thought Wilf actually had quite a quiet game. He got marked out really well by the... the, the Kenny, young, John Joe yeah, Kenny. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant, really, really. That, that he's another one of those players that will do really well for Everton. But that's the thing, like, you've got... We had so many opportunities that, that were, were kind of half opportunities that... If there'd just been that little bit, little bit more ruthlessness to it, we would have ended up scoring. You know what? And I don't, and I'll probably get pelted for saying this, but the one player on that pitch who was truly ruthless was Umar Nias. Yeah. Umar Nias won a penalty when there wasn't it wasn't a penalty, and he took a gift that was put his way, and he actually took it really well. Yeah. It was a lovely finish. Yeah. And, and um, he could have been doing that for us this season. And he could have been. He was. This is a man who was in the office yeah. in Beak Street, um, approaching mid eleven o'clock or whatever the deadline was on deadline night, and uh, that is 
so typical of Palace, isn't it? <laughs> it, has, it has to happen that way. That's, if you could play a drinking game on this pod, every time we say typical Palace, you've got a drink. Listen, let's hear from Roy. We said earlier he was a bit touchy. This is what Roy said in his post-match press conference today um, after that disappointing uh, result. Two points lost, not thrown away. Um, obviously, we're not happy about the two goals we conceded, neither the first nor the second. But uh, a game of football is 95 minutes, and there's a, a lot more that happens in that 95 or 96 minutes than the few seconds which it takes to to score a goal or concede a goal. And if I look at the total performance over the 96 minutes, then. I believe we played well enough to win the game. You had to start turning those performances into victories. Who's speaking now, Lucy? You had to start turning those performances into victories. Yeah, how do you do that? That's what you're there for. Is it? So what actually do I do then? I don't understand your question. Well, I mean, the fact you, is, you, I, I, I work to get performances. I work to make sure that the team understands its job and that we go out in the field and we give good performances, which, certainly on this occasion, and I'm quite happy for anyone to contradict me, are far better than the opponents. Creating more chances, conceding less chances, having more of the ball, having been failed probably a record number of times, etc., etc. But in answer to the question, well, you've got to now do something to turn that into victories, I don't know what can be done except more and more of the same and then hope that if good performances are the key to getting points, we'll get them. Now, if it's quite simply a matter that it doesn't matter whether you play well or badly, you know, you're looking for someone who just has some magic wand that doesn't matter how the team plays, they just happen to win. Good luck. But you would like to see the performance is rewarded. Yes, I would, yeah. I certainly would, but that hasn't happened in the last three or four games, and there's no point in keep sitting here saying, "Yeah, we play well, we deserve better." Uh, we, you get what you deserve. You, you get what you get. Deserving doesn't come into it. You get what you get, and what we have got is uh, two draws and two defeats, and it doesn't matter what I say. So there's no point in me saying too much. Can I ask what your thoughts on the penalty? Because it didn't look to be too no. much content. No, I'm pretty certain that the you've asked Dave Unsworth the same question. He said it was a foul. And now you'll ask me and you'll expect me to say that I didn't think it was a foul. And what I'm going to tell you is the only reason it was a penalty is that if we gave it a penalty. So we can discuss it till the cows come home. But he gave a penalty, they scored it, and that's the end of it. Did you consider putting Vintake on a bit sooner than the last 15 minutes? No. No. Okay, welcome back to the 5 Plan Extra podcast here at Sellers Park, sponsored by Miranda Jane Photography for professional, unique photography of weddings and more. Visit mirandajanephotography.co.uk. Um, so that was Roy there. Um, Tom... He, he, was, he was not in a good mood, was he, understandably. And he had a sort of mini sort of rant at the end of the, the press conference as, as he was walking off. Yeah, I, I just think he's, he, he's, 
he feels as if he's been asked the same questions every week because Palace's performances are yeah well the performances are the same they're playing well and they're not getting what they deserve so I mean the, the questions are pretty similar each time um, he was he was more forthcoming I think with television immediately after we had to, to appreciate when he comes into the main press conference after a game it's about the third or fourth different media he's he's been through and he's probably sick and tired of talking he was quite good we, outside the toilets where we are standing at the moment he came into the Monday newspapers and he was he was better then I thought he he's, he he'd sort of calmed down a bit but it must be so frustrating for him because he can see. I mean, he's, he must be so desperate just to get a couple of wins to get back in, you know, in the pack. And as it is, Palace are still... And also trying. wins that they deserve. You know, I, mean, I, yeah. I saw it uh, translated as him, passion from him. He, he clearly knows this is a good team. And he's not frustrated because they're playing badly or even frustrated because anyone in the press is, is annoying him. He's frustrated because they should be doing better and we all know it. So it, it's like we're so close that like we can sort of grab on, almost grab on to the wins and they're, and they're so close to them. And then he yeah. feels that as much as we yeah. do. Yeah, he's, they're not getting what they deserve, he, he can see. But then... I, I would temper that by saying, stop gifting teams goals. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, but that's, you know, that's Again, why no, he can't do anything on. about that. No, no, he can't, absolutely. He the can't. thing that's frustrating as well is the headlines will be about, about the fact it was a draw. But that second goal that we scored was, came from some really good, Wonderful. intricate approach play. That, really good goal. That it was a really, really good goal. Yeah. Really good. Like, they all worked really well together. So... It's it, again. It's the pieces are there. The pieces are ready to be put, put into this puzzle. But the, at the moment, it's just all just mashed up in a box. Yeah. It needs to kind of. Roy is is clearly trying to make to create a, something out of it. You know, to create a picture out of that puzzle. But at the moment, yeah, it's roll just, with it. It's just not happening. So um, yeah. But look, let's, we can be positive because yeah. that's how many five points from the last three home games. Yeah. Um, they deserve more at Newcastle and deserve more at Spurs than they got. The next away game is Brighton, and I would I would suggest that they will get something from that match because I think they'll, as a group, they will be up for it. They don't have serious problems, but uh, I think they'll get up something from that. And the games, there is an opportunity there. There is an opportunity there. Last time we we I came on this, it was after the Chelsea win, and we were stressing how important it was they built on that yeah. starting at Newcastle. Okay, they, they played well, but they didn't get what they needed. They, they have to build on this now. Because yeah. time is running out. They have to build on this. And I think they can. I think the, the, the opposition they, they've got coming up will present opportunities. And uh, things... Uh, I trust Roy. I think most Palace fans trust Roy. And they can see the evidence of, of improvement. So, fingers crossed. I think that's a fairly positive part to end the pod on. It's as positive as we're going to get, isn't it? Um, Dom, thanks for coming on again, mate. Pleasure. Um, hopefully we'll come bring on in um, in better circumstances maybe yeah, in nice. the future yeah. yeah it was enjoyable I mean in, in the grand scheme it was it, it, you mean the pod or the game I don't know <laughs> we I'm should tired. add that that's the first time we've ever bloody well scored against Everton at home since we got promoted back to the Premier League it? yeah it's always yeah, been blanks up to there so there you go we scored twice against two yeah, yeah. and the last man to score a winning goal Andy Bruce how old is he now 50 there you go <laughs> <laughs> Right, okay, listeners, thanks for listening. Don't forget to keep checking us out on social media at FYP Fanzine. And the full pod will be with you in a few days. Keep the faith, guys. It must get better, surely. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.